Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and go! For Yelich! He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan Braun sends it to right center and deep. Get up! follow the podcast on twitter at trilogy underscore pod or on youtube by searching wisconsin sports trilogy i am not joined with good buddy trevor aka sunshine bender today my cheesehead loving buddy is working really hard on some packer stuff here for that another late-ish 330 game he's doing an article for dairyland express he's putting out the packers trilogy podcast he's doing it all with a headache and he's got a lot going on so i am running solo here on this one and of course, it doesn't help that I first got back to my house here now at 8.30 on Sunday night. So everything happening a little bit later for us today, leading to some inconveniences and in us podcasting together. But today, I just wanted to cover the non-tender deadline again. But this time, I wanted to take a bird's eye view. Hey, like who else out there in the league was non-tendered? There are 56 new free agents now available after last Wednesday. So which of these players could the Brewers potentially target? So I'm focusing specifically on offense today, not getting into all of the pitchers. So I'm going to start with a couple of guys who play the third base position. And the first one's a familiar name, Travis Shaw. He was DFA'd again. So could a reunion to Milwaukee be coming? I don't know. If you remember to when he left originally, they weren't necessarily on like the greatest terms. I know his agent and Travis Shaw felt a little little personally hurt that the Brewers essentially just gave up on him after one really bad season when he had been a really productive hitter for the Brewers from 2017 until 2018 and then 2019 of course he fell off the cliff there but I mean man as a Brewer he hit anywhere from 240 to 270 in a season was always near that mid-20s, the 30 home runs, hit anywhere from 70 to over 100 RBIs with the Brewers in those three productive years, and or two productive years, excuse me. His last productive year here, uh, first productive year, I guess, in the majors came with Boston, um, but he did have 101 RBIs that first year, and he's in Milwaukee in 2017. So I think, like, a reunion, I you know, if you are all the the drama and like players feelings like I kind of like it like I liked Travis Shaw did he bounce back in 2020 with the Blue Jays maybe a little bit he definitely showed some signs of life his slash line here was 239 306 411 717 
He hit six homers in 17 runs batted in. He did that in 50 games. So for what the 2020 season was worth, that was a fairly decent sample size. Of course, throughout the duration of an entire season, who knows how those numbers would have fluctuated, but it certainly was a lot better than what we saw with him in 2019 in his last days as a Brewer. But, I mean, if you, even if you ignore offense, like, we know Travis Shaw is actually a solid defender. Like, I love what he brings to the hot corner. He, and he's very underrated in that regard. Uh, so, like, I think the fit works well. I mean, he's familiar with the club. He'd be being reunited with a bunch of players. And I, I think it makes sense. I, I feel like his numbers showed enough that if the Brewers brought him back, they, they'd feel confident going, hey, Travis Shaw, you're most likely going to be our opening day third baseman in signing you and we can probably sign him for a relatively cheap contract so that's just my quick take on Travis Shaw there another guy the Brewers could target is from Kansas City and that is Mikhail Franco so he spent his earlier part of his career with the Phillies and then last year just spent this one 2020 season with the Royals they DFA'd, or not DFA'd him, excuse me, they non-tendered him because he was projected to make anywhere from 4.5 to $8 million, which Kansas City is much like Milwaukee, and you're a small market, and yeah, that, that's a lot for a guy in like McKeel Franco, um, who really, I mean, throughout his, throughout his career has been kind of rather up and down. It's been a roller coaster in terms of production. But he was really solid in 2020. He played all 60 games, slash 278, 321, 457. He had eight homers. And then he had a FWAR of 1.3, which if you go back to all of the previously terrible offensive players the Brewers had this year, he would have led the Brewers in FWAR. So um, that, that's just something to think about there. And like offensively, obviously he brings some power to the table, but he doesn't strike out much. I mean, his career at right around the 15, 16% range. And that's, that's really freaking good, uh, especially in today's day and age baseball as a power hitter. So, I mean, can the Brewers get him towards the lower end range of that 4.5, you know, given the way things are starting to shake out early on in the soft season period. I think there's a really high chance, especially because of his roller coaster history in terms of production. So Mikhail Franco, I think is a very intriguing option for the Brewers. The last infielder I want to talk about isn't specifically a third baseman. He's viewed more as a second baseman, but he does have the versatility to play third he can even flash the glove at shortstop from time to time, but that, that's definitely not his natural position. And this guy is Hanser Alberto. So he spent his last two seasons here with the Orioles. It's like the first shot he got here in the majors. And he he's hit. Like, he is a free swinger. Like, he swings the bat like 61% of the time. And that's well above MLB average, which is like the mid-40s. But the good part is like, he puts the ball in play. He hardly ever strikes out. I was just talking about McKeel Franco up there, that 15, 16% range. In 2019, Alberto was at 9%. He was at 13% in 2020. 
So those ranges here is 2019, that 9% strikeout is in the top one percentile of all hitters. In 2020, he was in the top fifth percentile. So he makes contact and he has hits for a relatively good average. He was eighth in the American League batting title in 2019. Batting average dipped down to the mid 270s. I think it was 278 here in 2020. But I mean, shortened season. I feel like he he would have picked up some hits, more hits as the season would gone along. But like the weird part is like the stat cast numbers just absolutely hate him. Like his exit velocity is just dreadful. It was 83 miles per hour over the last two seasons. That's not very fast, but he is able to hit the ball where defenders aren't. I mean, that that's a skill that players need to have in today's day and age baseball when everybody's shifting all over the place. So he knows how to use all all aspects of the field. And that's that's just his game because he does not draw walks at all. In fact, over the last two seasons, He's drawn just 21 walks. So very much a contact hitter, very much a free swinger, not going to hit for power, gap to gap, eh, maybe a little bit in that sense, but he's going to he's gonna get on base. He's going to swing the bats and, you know, there's no free pitches when you're pitching this guy because he just swings so dang often. So, I mean, if the Brewers were to pursue him, his projected arbitration value this year was 2.3 to 4.1. I feel like he's going to draw a fair amount of interest given his history and hitting and you know hitting for a higher average. So I bet you he's one of the rare exceptions where you're going to have to pay you know that 3.5 to 4 million dollar range to get this guy. But I mean logistically, he could be a fit, especially if the DH is there in 2021, because then you can just let Keston DH and you have another good hitting second baseman now in Alberto to plug in there. So I feel like that would be perfect. He could play third base. He he's not, doesn't fit that natural power profile that you like in third baseman, but could be an option uh, depending on who else the Brewers tend to sign here. But very much a lesser known name in the MLB, and uh, I'm very intrigued by this Hanser Alberto as a potential fit for the Milwaukee Brewers. When you get to the rest of the non-tenders, there was just a crap ton of outfielders <laughs> from all over the place. It, it's insane. So, you know, naturally as fans were like, oh, just take this outfielder, stick him at first base, done. That's going to be so good for the Brewers. Like, yeah. And I feel like the biggest victim that a lot of people fell fell into this too is Kyle Schwarber being DFA'd, or not DFA'd, why do I keep saying that? Being non-tendered by the Cubs. So I mean, he was getting up there price-wise, projected to earn 8 to 9 mil this year, but the dude has never played first base. I went back and checked. It says, when I go back and look at his defensive game log, it does say one game played, but then with innings there, it says zero. So I'm not exactly sure what happened. I'm just going to read that as he has never played first base in a professional major league game. So what on earth makes you think that's a great idea? (laughs) Um, No, I'm not buying it. Like if the Brewers were to get Kyle Schwarber, it's with the DH, play the occasional outfield when one of the other guys, well, he's actually a fairly good, decent defender, I guess. He he could play the outfield, you know, whenever. Um, But... I mean, offensively, he would bring just a ton of power and pop to this lineup, which which was lacking. 
in, in many regards. Last season, he draws a fair amount of walks. So, like, instantly, when I was looking at Kyle Schorber, I was like, man, like, big power hitter, draws a lot of walks. It just sounds a lot like Eric Thames. So I compared their two numbers over the last six years in their MLB careers, which they both had exactly six, so that was kind of cool. And they're both right around 2,100 at-bats. And when we look at these guys, Eric Thames, his slash line was 241, 325, 467, 792. He hit 96 home runs and 285 RBIs in those six seasons. Kyle Schwarber, on the other hand, his slash line 230, 336, 480, 816, 121 home runs, 270 RBIs. So by far, you can see Schwarber has been a lot more productive hitter. I mean, because I even factored in the 2016 season into one of those six seasons where he was injured pretty much all time up until the World Series. So um, yeah, Kyle Schwarber, while I thought kind of like the, the profile of his offensive game was similar to Thames, he is he would be a, an upgrade. But are the Brewers going to fork over the money for him? Is he a good fit in this outfield? Because there's no way that I think the Brewers say, hey, we want to you know, make a project out of you. You're going to be our starting first baseman every day without ever playing there before. No, like it just doesn't make sense to do that. Price-wise range, I don't think he's going to come to Milwaukee anyway. Does Kyle Schwarber even like the Brewers? Probably not. That plays a factor. So um, probably not going to work there. An interesting guy, speaking of projects, is David Dahl was non-tendered from the Colorado Rockies. The biggest concern with this guy is injuries. When you take a look at all of his injuries over his career, he has had a rib cage stress fracture, a foot fracture, ankle sprain, back fractures, shoulder surgery that ended his 2020 season. I mean, he had his spleen removed one year as well due to a collision. So like, it's just insane the amount of things that have happened to this guy in such a short time frame. I mean, he was the 10th pick in the 2012 draft. It's just so unlucky for him. I mean, he he was really good in 2019. He was an all-star. But it's like, can he stay healthy? I don't really know. I just don't feel like that's something the Brewers would want to pursue given all the risks with them and, and being in a small market. I don't feel like that's something the Brewers are going to go out there and and look to do, um, despite how intriguing it may be. Another guy who is injured and was not tenured was Danny Santana, the Rangers. He is expected to be ready seven months from now, so I mean, that's what all-star break of next season. I don't foresee the Brewers going that route. Eddie Rosario was non-tendered by the Twins. I mean, really good power hitter. He's gotten MVP votes the last two seasons. Batting average throughout his career is at 277. So, I mean, as an outfielder, like, yeah, he hits hits from the left side. Sure, I would absolutely love to get a guy like that in our outfield. But, I mean, the Twins essentially non-tendered him because he is getting so dang expensive and this is his last year of arbitration he made 7.7 mil last year i don't have his projections pulled up in front of me but either way just that price range 
is going to make him not a good fit for the Brewers unless, of course, they would happen to move on from like Lorenzo Cain or Avi Garcia, one of those other two expensive outfielders that we have. Then the last guy I want to talk about from the outfield here, Adam Duvall from the Braves. He has had a roller coaster year. You might remember him from, or career, you might remember him from the Reds, very much up and down, but he just absolutely killed it in 2020. In a shortened season, he hit 16 home runs, drove in 33 RBIs, and slashed 237, 301, slugged 532. So, I mean, guy was just unreal. I mean, you combine that with it with pretty much anyone from the Braves' offense. Like, no wonder why they were so damn good offensively. Um, you know, thinking like Marcelo Zuna, who was there as well. So... The rumor is that the Braves are looking to bring him back. Not sure what's going to happen there. I mean, this was his, his first year with the Braves was 2020. I mean, if I was him, I wouldn't leave this good situation. I mean, you should get a pretty good pay raise from the Braves who have not been afraid to fork over money as of late. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there with Duvall. So those are all the guys I wanted to talk about. Obviously, there was a lot more. 56 guys, as I mentioned earlier, are now free agents as of the non-tender deadline. There were obviously a lot of pitchers, um, a lot of outfielders, and then the the infield group was just much rather limited, so I wanted to hit on a couple of the major key guys. And now that I'm thinking about it, another reason why I really loved Hanser Alberto was because of the guys tendered, on last Wednesday here, he had the second highest war out of all the players over the last two seasons. Kyle Schorber was first at three, and then Alberto was at 2.3, I believe, after that. And then there was a big drop-off in players <laughs> after that. So like like I said, lesser no-name guy, but I think he'd be a very good fit for the Brewers. But I mean, a lot is going to happen in this coming week here as we go along. The winter meetings are starting Monday, December 7th. They're going to be virtual. How that's going to impact, you know, the news that we get and the excitement level surrounding it, I'm not entirely sure at this point. It's the MLB, I'm sure. Heyman and Bob and everyone will be, you know, sharing information, whether it's correct or not, who knows. But the next three days, it's going to be a lot of fun for the world of baseball. Maybe the Brewers make some moves, some signings, or some trades. I don't know, but I think we will... Uh, I don't really have a plan. If something big happens, I might do an emergency podcast. If I'm, if I'm feeling really spontaneous, I might wait until all of it's done and just recap it next Monday. I don't know. I guess we'll see on how big of a move they actually make or if it's like a, you know, a David Stern's like small low-key signing and everyone's just kind of excited about it. <laughs> then maybe I'll wait. But uh, yeah, winter meetings, it, it's one of the best times of the off season. I, I would fully expect the Brewers to make at least one trade here in the next week. Whether that's a major or a minor one, I, I don't know. Um, lots to look forward here in that regard. We will recap it for you all in some fashion, uh, depending upon what happens in our next podcast. So until that time, I will talk to you later, Brewer fans.